Good morning and happy Mother's Day. My name is Megan Crotty and I'm a senior at Summit High School and I'm excited to be attending the College of William and Mary next fall. I will be focusing on the last part of Romans 12:2, which states, then you will be able to test and approve God's will, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In this verse, Paul is telling us how to get to know God's will for us and how our lives need to be lived according to his purpose. Do you have the desire to know God's will? The then at the beginning of this verse acts as a therefore or because of this. The verses that were previously discussed refer to God's mercy and his son's sacrifice for us. They continue to encourage us to, in return, make our own sacrifice by living our, gods, by living our lives as a sacrifice for God and to separate ourselves from the patterns of this world. Since God loved us, we in return want to love and live a life that glorifies our Maker and our Savior. As stated in John 4:19, we love because he first loved us. In having an intimate relationship with Christ and a mutual loving relationship, we are more in tune to listen and be open to receive God's will for us. Over the past several months, even years, God has convicted me of this verse and helped me to move further out of my comfort zone, whether it be through evolving my Christian friendships, going on my various mission trips to the Apache Reservation, Philadelphia, and Mexico, or my decision regarding being a senior intern or where my future will lead for the next four years. He has proven to me how his will is truly good, pleasing, and perfect. And through prayer and having an intimate relationship with Christ, this, his will will become more apparent. And by trusting our, your, our Lord, he will put you on the right path and your life, events in your life will seem to fall into place by following his will. Although it's not always what we do, but how we respond to God's will for us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 instructs us to be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. For me, obeying these commands is a struggle. It's difficult to make a conscious decision to be in constant dialogue with God and obey his will for you. This goes against our natural inclinations to be always joyful and thankful. However, if we follow these encouragements, God's will becomes clear and our relationship with him will grow and flourish. On the other hand, if we are not sacrificing our lives to God on a daily basis, our ability to test and approve God's will is blurred. We need that intimate relationship to understand and discern what God's will is for us. When we are conformed to the world and fall victim to the patterns of this world, we are unable to see and know God's will. But when the Holy Spirit lives in us and through us and transforms us into the image of Christ, his will for us becomes more apparent. This reminds me of my mission trip to Mexico last summer. The first time my whole team was actually together was at 7 o'clock in the morning on our way to the work site. Our team was a mix of random kids from like freshman year to senior. We didn't know each other. We had kids from out of state. And it was such a struggle to learn everyone's names on the first day of work, which is the most grueling, laying the slab and having to build all the walls, and trying to figure out people's gifts and how we will work together as a team. However, even though my team got off to a rough start, we worked all those four days with a determined spirit and a joyful spirit, knowing we were doing God's will by building this house for a family that desperately needed it. We were showing God's love through our work that we were doing for this family. And the work went by smoothly and quickly because we were determined and had this positive attitude, knowing we were sharing God's love with this family. And in my opinion, we were the most bonded team by the end of the week. As Christians, 
We have this desire and a dream to stand before Christ in heaven and hear him congratulate us with the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. We want to please God and live a life, a holy life that glorifies him through doing his will. An interesting quote one of my friends once said is that most of us seek the will of God not to do it, but to consider it. The problem with this statement is that our duty as Christians is to lead a life using Christ as our example and to carry out God's will for us. Last year, a salt testimony really had an impact on me. A dear friend of mine and a role model for my faith said that as Christians, if we live our life without Christ, the word Christian means nothing. Without Christ, we are nothing. We have to use Christ's example as sacrifice in order to carry out God's will for us and lead holy lives that glorify him. 1 Samuel 15.22 says, To obey is better than sacrifice. The sacrifice discussed here is legalistic sacrifice in order to receive forgiveness under the Old Testament. But obedience to God that comes from our heart is what truly honors him and makes us like Christ. With the Holy Spirit living in us and through us, we are transformed people with renewed minds, living to honor our Creator and our Savior. I hope that you commit or have committed to learning God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to speak here at church this morning. Uh, I want to bless all the seniors that are speaking this morning and everyone that's in this room right now. I pray that we can all read our Bibles more and be more in tune to what your will is for us and that we have a that we can pray to you with, and give thanks in all circumstances, Lord. I thank you for this glorious day and that you will bring peace to us in the week to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.